Hi, this is the Bill Sang Podcast. My name is Bill Sang. Today is a very special edition of the Bill Sang Podcast as we're talking about a very important topic to me. There is a famous radio personality that once said that uh, he liked to talk about the things that he was passionate about. So today I'm going to talk to you about the thing that I am most passionate about and that is the message of the gospel. So today on the Bill Sang Podcast, we're going to be sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with you. Now, I'm going to start off by talking about uh, the most specific part that you need to know about the gospel message. And you may have heard it before. And that is that uh, Jesus Christ is God's only son. That he came to the world in the form of a man. That he lived a perfect life without sin. Uh, and that he told us that uh, that we needed to believe in him if we wanted to see eternal life, to be accepted into his Father's kingdom. And Jesus, after living a perfect life, he was crucified on a cross, uh, he died, and then three days later, he was resurrected from the dead, and then uh, he ascended up into heaven and is now with God the Father for all eternity. And he has invited us, those who would believe in Jesus Christ, who would have faith in him, uh, to uh, to join him in this eternal paradise in his Father's kingdom. What you might not hear about most of the time in discussing the gospel message is the why did Jesus have to die for our sins? And that's what we're going to be talking about in large part today. So we're actually going to go all the way to the beginning of the Bible and trace significant events throughout the Bible story so that you can get a clear understanding of what the gospel message is all about. All the way back into the book of Genesis. That is where we get the clearest understanding of who exactly God is. As Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And that simply tells us that God is the creator of everything. That he is outside of time. He is this being that our minds cannot comprehend as his purpose exists only in himself and not through any other cause. And then we're told about how he created the universe. How he created the, how he formed the earth. How he created the light. And then eventually on the sixth day, it says that God created mankind. He created men and he created women. And we know the first man and first woman as Adam and Eve. And he told them to enjoy his creation, to eat the fruit of the land, of the trees, all of that. Except there is one tree that they were not supposed to eat from. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. One day, a serpent came to Eve and tempted her, telling her that if she ate from this tree... She could be just like God because she would know good and evil. And unfortunately, she ate from that tree and then gave her husband Adam fruit to eat from that tree. And then God told them that because they ate from this tree, that they would surely die. And that they would have to go through this long process of suffering until that time where they would have to work for their food and labor and toil. And that the woman would be given birth pains and that even the animals, because of the serpent, would suffer from a curse. And so animals started uh, 
eating other animals and uh, just violence throughout the world as a result of this act. And we call anything that we do against God's will sin. That is when sin entered into the world. So later on what happens is that the world becomes so wicked that God brings a judgment upon the world in the form of a flood. You know the story of Noah's Ark and how they brought all the animals onto the ark and then there is this flood that wiped out the world's population except for Noah and his family. But then God does something very fascinating. After the flood is over, after the ark has landed, he put a rainbow into the sky so that mankind would know that God would never destroy the world again with a global flood. Years passed, many years passed, and then finally you get to a man named Abraham. Abraham is a very interesting character because he did not uh, come from people that believed in the one true God. Rather, he came from a pagan land uh, where the people believed in idol worship and probably ancestor worship and probably had some very bad practices that went against what God wanted. But God told Abraham that he wanted to follow him and that he would bless him so that he could be a blessing to other people. And so Abraham, and his name originally was Abram, uh, became this chosen person of God along with his wife Sarah, which was at the time named Sarai, that they would give birth to this nation that would be called Israel. And indeed, one of their children would be named Jacob, and God would change his name to Israel, and he was a descendant of Abraham. Fast forwarding even further, we're going to go all the way to when the Israelites were liberated from the land of Egypt. A man named Moses was brought up onto a mountain with God, and it was there that God gave Moses a law to tell the Israelite people about. We call this the law of the old covenant or the law of Moses. And a lot of people don't really understand this law, except for when you understand it in light of the gospel message. You see, Jesus Christ had to die for our sins. You see, a lot of people think that the law of Moses is strange. That doesn't make a lot of sense because they might say that it's harsh or that the laws don't make, uh, you know, they're, they're just bizarre. Um, and they, they involve a lot of punishments, and some of them might sound kind of harsh. Um, and when we look at it, though, in light of the gospel and of God's standards, you see how desperately we needed Jesus Christ to take upon our sins because we couldn't possibly fulfill this law on our own. And written into the law were sacrifices, uh, different types of sacrifices, but oftentimes they involved um, blood sacrifices, meaning they would have to kill an animal and that by killing that animal, it would cover over the sins of the people. They even have a festival, uh, a celebration called the, the Day of Atonement, uh, which was to uh, cover over people's sins. And uh, so inside of those sacrifices, you see the gospel message being foreshadowed, that our sins need to be passed on to someone else in order for us to receive forgiveness. And it is only God who can forgive our sins. So animals couldn't have the power to forgive sins and other people being sacrificed 
couldn't even forgive us of our sins by sacrificing them. Rather, it was only through the righteous and divine blood of the perfect Jesus Christ that could forgive us. So we go even further past the law of Moses, and you see that the Israelites couldn't fully fulfill this promise that they made with God. They were supposed to establish a righteous and holy nation. And so what ended up happening is uh, they were given away to their enemies, but God sent prophets to let them know that a person would come, and it was going to be a very special person. In fact, divine language is used to describe this person. And it would be called, they, they, they referred to him as the Son of Man. They predicted that he would be born of a virgin, that he would live a perfect life, and that he would die for the sins of the world. Fast forward even further into the life of Jesus Christ. We see that he was born of a virgin. We see he lived a perfect life. He even had a forerunner that was predicted in the Old Testament prophecies as well, named John the Baptist. And so John the Baptist is the one who pointed out that Jesus was the Messiah, the King that they're all expecting. And what Jesus revealed then is that it was even more than that, that Jesus was the actual incarnation of God in flesh, that, uh, and, and that because of that, he had the power to truly save us of our sins. And as I said before, I already said the story that he lived a perfect life, he died on a cross, he took the wrath of God upon himself so that we could be forgiven of our sins, and then three days later was resurrected, and then he was taken up to heaven where he lives with God for all eternity while he waits for us. Now that brings us to today as well. We're in a very interesting time, I think, in the world, and I'm not going to make any conclusions necessarily, but the next part in the history of our salvation is being that we await the return of Jesus Christ. You see, when the apostles, when Jesus' disciples saw Jesus taken up to heaven, they are all looking up at the sky, wondering what to expect next. Maybe they're expecting him to come back down. I, I don't know exactly. But it says an angel appeared beside them and said, what are you doing looking up at the sky? Jesus is going to return the same way that he left you. And so be ready. And so they did the things that Jesus commanded them to do. They went to Jerusalem. They preached the gospel. They shared it with all the nations and even brought along some new um, apostles as they preached the message, particularly the apostle Paul, who was a major author in the New Testament. In the book of Revelation, we are given the assurance that Jesus Christ will one day return and that there would be this very clear dividing line between good and evil. I can't help but to think that this dividing line has become more clear than ever before, where there are people in this world who call the things that God commands to be evil and the things that God commands against to be good. And the Bible tells us that, that that's how it would be, is that people would come along and call what is evil good and what is good evil. So I have to ask you today, where do you stand in relation to Jesus Christ? If you're wondering how to become a part of God's family, how to become a Christian, first I want you to understand that it's not, there's nothing you can do to truly do it. You just have to believe in 
the gospel message. And if you've made that step, I would like you to join me in a prayer in accepting, receiving, and acknowledging the gift that God has given you. So please bow your heads with me and say this prayer. Heavenly Father, I know that I am a sinner. I know that I deserve your wrath. I know there's nothing good that I can do to please you. But Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would enter into my heart. I repent of my sins. And Lord, I want to live the way that you want me to live from here till eternity. Lord God, we thank you for your love. I thank you for your gift of eternal life. I thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. We pray this in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. So I hope that today's message has been encouraging to you, has maybe even been a, a, a message that could transform your life. Again, this is the thing I am most passionate about. I would encourage you to read your Bible, go to a good Bible-believing church, and honor God with your whole lives and love your neighbor as yourself. My name is Bill Sang, and this is the Bill Sang Podcast. Black Swan.